What's up, sports ballers? Thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of Sports Ball. In this episode, LeBron to LA, DeMarcus Cousins to the Warriors. Crazy, crazy, crazy finishes in the World Cup. And also, a little uh, Wimbledon update. Stay tuned. Hello, Cam. Hey, what's up, Andrew? How are you, man? I'm going to spend the first five minutes of this podcast rolling around on the ground like Neymar just to see how it sounds. <laughs> Make sure you throw in the, the whining and the, uh, you know, oh my God, my, my leg is broken, you know, noises, and then be totally fine afterwards. I would have thought somebody took a machete to his ankle, but oh, he just got lightly stepped on. Dude, that crap, like I stopped watching Barcelona when they signed Luis Suarez because of that sort of crap. Like I had watched them religiously for seasons and they signed him and I, I have not watched Barcelona a second of them play since they signed him. That's how much I hate that crap. Yeah. That one, uh, that one crossed the line. Yeah. It's yeah. And I used, I, I respected Leo Messi a ton cause he never did that. And then in Argentina's last game, he totally dove and faked and pulled that crap. And I was like, is it, is, is no one immune to, you know, that sort of behavior it's Clint Dempsey did it at a game I was at in the penalty box and then cussed the ref out I just I cannot stand that part of soccer (sighs) anyways you got me all fired up man let's talk about a sport where they never flop or um um you know complain about officiating oh right you're talking about the NBA perfect yes yes Uh, yes. so um okay uh LeBron to the Lakers LeBron James like, I think we – I predicted the Philadelphia 76ers. That's who I thought was a legitimate contender to sign him. I thought it would be really, really interesting to see him go to a team full of, you know, young guys that are hungry. Well, he did that. He just went to the other coast. He went to the Lakers, which is a team full of young guys that are hungry. Uh, they finished third in the division last year. Um, they got a young coach in Luke Walton, and now they've got, you know, the guy – that can theoretically, if everyone gets along personality wise, uh, you know, be a game yeah. changer. Yes. The young point guard in Lonzo Ball. Well, and they just signed Ray John Rondo too as his backup. So you've got a, a veteran that can run the floor mm-hmm. uh, against any team. Um, now he's kind of old. He's 32. I didn't realize he's that old. So he, you know, who knows how his the full season um but as a backup he should be a really good coach to you know player to player for Lonzo Ball and should be able to work with LeBron and helping some of the young guys understand the ins and outs of the of the pro game like like oh you know my boy Mo Wagner who they drafted in the first round yes yes does have uh, Luau Dang and of course Lance Stevenson who once famously blew in LeBron's ear during that playoff game <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, um... well, I mean, they've got, I mean, Brandon Ingram is a young guy. They've got they got Contavious Caldwell Pope. He used to play for the Lake or for the uh, Pistons. Um, Kyle Kuzma had a great season. So like, they've got they've got talent, um, and now they've got a couple. They've got a good veteran in Rondo, and obviously, you know, probably one of the best players of all time in LeBron. So it'll be really interesting to see how that all gels and 
I mean, it's done. At least the hullabaloo is over, and now we can just kind of move on to, you know, where the rest of the free agents fall. But Including including one Boogie Cousins, who uh, just in the last few hours has signed with the Golden State Warriors. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) You know, another offseason, another all-star forward. Why not? Yeah, just a one-year, $5 million deal. Um, But... Wow. And he's he's 27. I thought he was older than that. But, I mean, it's like – and they, they they draft Quinn Cook. They've got Jordan Bell. Like, they just – they know what they're doing. And now they're paying a bajillion dollars in luxury tax, but they don't care. Nope. I mean, they're – like it's ridiculous. Now they lost JaVale McGee. He's in the Lakers now. So that's a huge loss for them. But yeah, I mean, it's just nuts that they can just pick up another all-star. And I gotta be honest, five million for one year for a guy of DeMarcus Cousins' talent when he actually wants to play seems like a really good deal to me. Yeah, that's um that's a bargain price, but um you know, and I use it for a guy who who plays well when he wants to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe those guys, uh, he's going to walk into a, a locker room where, um, you know. The team is first always. Yeah, yeah. he's playing fourth or fifth fiddle. And, um, it's an established culture. Exactly. Which I think will make a difference. Uh, whereas New Orleans um, was was not the case. And um, I'm not, where was he before that? Sacramento, which was a completely hot mess. So, yeah, yeah. This this will be something that he probably, honestly, in terms of kind of the locker room structure, um, probably something that he last experienced this closely when he was in college for a year at Kentucky. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that a, a college locker room under John Calipari is probably about as structured uh, as he's going to experience uh, until he got to Golden State next season. Yeah, man, watching those two teams go at it, it's going to be fun. Not to mention Oklahoma City, Paul George re-upped with them. Um, Houston, obviously, is going to be a contender again. Boston's going to have a healthy team, at least for the first two weeks before Kyrie gets hurt again. So, I mean, it's crazy to think about basketball so soon already, but with this sort of stuff, you know, in Boston essentially getting two new players in Kyrie and Gordon Hayward because they missed – Especially Hayward missed almost like the entire season. I think he played like four games or something stupid like that. Right. Uh, you, you bring up Oklahoma City, which is, is a, a very easy drive for us. Um, is LeBron James on a list of, of athletes that you want to see compete before they retire? Uh, no, and it's honestly it's me being petty because he was on Cleveland for so long, and I'm from Detroit. Um. But I would rather I would rather drive the four hours to see Golden State play than I would drive to see LeBron. Yeah, I would rather watch Golden State as a team play. Yeah, that's if it was Kobe, I'd want to do it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. LeBron's an amazing player. He's very talented. I just he doesn't uh, appeal to me, like personality wise like I, I like watching him play the game but i'm not gonna drive four hours just to see him so 
you know, unless the tickets are free. So. <laughs> sure. And it's a chartered flight that you don't have to, uh, then don't have to drive the four hours. Yeah, I mean, if, Le- if LeBron's footing the bill and paying for the, uh, you know, the Santana Champ, then yeah. But anyways, uh, let's move on to a different round ball. I'm sure we'll have plenty more uh, free agency to talk about as things, you know, come to a, a settle in the NBA offseason. But, um, <clears throat> dude, there's been some crazy soccer going on. Like, unbelievable must-watch television. Yes. Um, and like, I don't know where to start. I was on vacation um, most of last week, so I, I did not really see anything uh, toward the end of, of pool play. Um, and then just here in the last few days, I've, I've caught up. I watched um, a little bit of uh, Uruguay and Portugal. And I watched uh, Brazil, Mexico today, as well as um, that incredible comeback by Belgium in the uh, in the round of sixteen. Yeah, um, I don't even know where to start. Like first, yeah, you have Iceland ties Argentina. Uh, Poland crashes out. Germany crashes out in the group stage, which is mind blowing. They lost two nothing to South Korea. Mexico wins their first two games and almost doesn't make it into the knockout round because they lost their last game. Like, just so much crazy scenarios. Like, I think two of the final 16 teams were determined by FIFA fair play points, which is the amount of red cards and yellow cards you have, which means that your points are tied, uh, your head-to-head is tied, your goal differential is tied. Like, it's like the fourth or fifth or sixth tiebreaker. That's wild. And I think it happened twice, and it's the first time it's ever been used in a World Cup to determine who moves on and who doesn't. Um, yeah, just some incredible stuff in the group stage. But the knockout stages, uh, did you at all see France and Argentina? It was the first – it was Monday – or, sorry, uh, Saturday? I did not. Okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, all right, quick version. Uh, France goes up one nothing. Griezmann gets a penalty in the 13th minute. Then uh, Argentina ties it right before half. They score a second goal right after half, so they're up two to one. And then uh, France is down two to one. They score three in a row. Mbappe scores two within four minutes himself. You need to look up that replay. He looks like LeBron covering the basketball court in like six steps, but he does it on a soccer field. He blows by three or four grown men just blazes by him like he's in fifth and they're all still stuck in second. It's well, unbelievable. Almost sounds like the uh, Belgium game winner today that came off a, a, a corner and, and Belgium essentially got a three-on-two fast break for the two-thirds of the field and, and got the game winner there. Yeah, well, I want to talk more about that at the end because that for me was amazing to watch. So anyway, so France winds up winning four to three. Sergio Aguero scored three minutes into stoppage time to make it a four to three game. And so it was back and forth. It was just, oh, it was so good. Um, France, France looks really good. They look really good. They're going to be hard to beat. But uh, Spain is out. They lost in penalties to Russia. And then the same day, uh, Croatia and Denmark had penalties as well did that i did not okay uh so croatia uh you know luka modric right plays for real madrid yes uh he draws a penalty in minute 116 so four minutes left in extra time gets a penalty casper schmeichel saves it 
They go to penalties. Schmeichel saves two. Subotic for Croatia winds up saving three. And the final one, he's diving, and the ball's behind him, and he kicks his leg, and he kicks the ball out of the air to save it and to go on. Just, just, you got, I got, I got to put like videos to all this crap in the, in the show notes because it's just like, it's magic, just straight magic. Um, so, anyways, yeah, let's talk about that Belgium goal because, and, and back to Russia, I mean, who saw them in the quarterfinals besides, oh, it's, it's, no, it's honestly, it is the, it is the uh, home country magic, man. Yeah. Like it happened, it happened to, to the U.S. in 94. We had no business making it as far as we did. France won it when they hosted in 98. Like it's, it really does work. It's crazy. Generally speaking, how well the home country does when they host. Um, the Brazil Mexico game was actually really good. I thought up until, up until Neymar decided to, you know, I don't know if he was getting attacked by like fire ants or whatever. And that's why he was rolling around. But mm-hmm. It's like, what... I just wish someone would have just stomped on him. Like, yeah. give him something to actually feel pain for. Or just kick him. I'm like, I want to be like, you're a grown man making just tens of millions of dollars, and you think this behavior is okay. Yes. And yeah. when PSG sells him to Real Madrid to replace Ronaldo for... 280 million euros or whatever it's going to be i just i don't understand how you can reward like obviously you're paying for you're paying for the on-field skill and you put up with the you know the shenanigans but i just don't understand like when is that crap going to end like let's just play soccer right and like there's there's nothing to say like if you do get hurt like yeah you can be hurt and act hurt but i mean it was it was like an SNL skit. Oh, how how much of a caricature he was being? Yeah, I mean, he he rolled he rolled like did like three full rolls. Well, and then he was laying on the ground after and everyone's huddling around him, which is you know also annoying. And he's just still on the ground like flailing, like he legit got shot, like someone kneecapped him. You know what I mean? And owed and, money to somebody. And in the meantime, the athletic trainer is spraying the magic spray on him. Oh yes, I mean. <laughs> Constantly, it's probably just Febreze. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, Brazil wins. Mexico's out. Um, but okay, so I seventh straight time they've fallen in the round of sixteen. By the way, yeah. So I watched the entirety of Brazil and Mexico. I decided I'm not going to watch Belgium and Japan because I just thought Belgium was just going to steamroll Japan. It's like I've got other things I need to do. I'm going to you know take my time. I got to run some errands with you know the kid and work on an article on writing and that sort of stuff. And then I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, the game's like almost over. There should be three minutes left. Let me flip over. So I turn it on in the 89th minute. It's two to two. And I immediately was like, what the crap? And then as I'm listening to the commentary, I realized Japan was up to nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, what a bonehead move. Always watch elimination games in the World Cup, Cameron. What is wrong with you? So anyway, so I'm watching. It's two to two. And then the end goal happens and I went from laying on the couch as soon as, and then Courtois, that perfect pass to start the fast break. Mm-hmm. Like it was like watching Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or, you know, any NFL hall of fame quarterback just put the perfect touch and fit the ball. Like 
it, like watching it back, I'm like, it was the perfectly weighted pass. The guy running did not even have to like switch his feet or change his pace. It was perfect. And then the outlet to the right hand side, and then I'm on my feet and I'm walking towards the television because I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna score. Like I, 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 I have goosebumps just thinking about it. Like this is how perfect this play was. And then when they passed it across the box and Lukaku dummied the ball, yeah, I started, I started jumping in the air because I was like, oh my god, they're actually gonna win. And then Chadley just slides it right in the net. It was. Not the best goal of the World Cup as far as like uh, shock and awe of like uh, like Nacho's goal for Real Madrid or uh, Pavard's goal for France, where it's 30 yards out and it bent like 10 yards in. But as far as like complete play, it takes the cake for me. It's just it's the perfect soccer fast break in every possible way. It, it kind of reminded me of the, the Landon Donovan fast break in the 2010. Yeah, against Algeria, exactly. I, I, I mentioned that to some friends, like, yeah, it's just like Donovan, and I'd completely forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. So I need to go back and watch that one. But, yeah, like, I showed some of my coworkers at work tonight the goal, and as I was watching it, like, I was I got goosebumps because it's just – it's the perfect soccer fast break. And Lukaku, I mean, he knows that Chadley's over there, and I'm sure he's yelling at him, like, let it through, let it through – but the the audacity for your striker to just let the ball go through his legs, like talk right. about teamwork and trust in that oh. situation for him, for him to not take a shot on goal there is an incredible decision because he has every right. He's the striker. He's the primary goal scorer. The game is on the line and he lets it go. I just oh, just unbelievable in every way. It makes me so happy, and I'm so glad I got to watch it live. And uh, Mr. Kawashima, the the Japanese goalkeeper, he left a bit to be desired at times in the uh, second period. Yeah, I mean it's let's. I mean, Japan wasn't really slated to make it this far. No, so, uh, I, I mean all the credit in the world to them for going up two 0 in Belgium. Like honestly, who saw that coming? Yeah, um, but. Yeah, this is one of those games where like Japan played their hearts out and Belgium did just enough to get by. And and to score in the ninety fourth minute, I mean that is yeah. that is ripping your heart out. Mm-hmm. And well they gotta play Brazil next, so they better yeah. get the crap together. But Brazil doesn't really like to defend very well, so that one could be high scoring as well. But yeah, it's just man, it's been such a crazy World Cup. And now just uh, two more tomorrow, and then the yeah. uh, quarterfinals are rounded out. Sweden, Switzerland, and then Colombia and England. And and I think Colombia and England is going to be a very good match. Yeah. I mean, Sweden and Switzerland will not disappoint, but England looks hungry. And Colombia went from, I think, third place to first place on the last day of group stage. Um, so they're riding some momentum and – yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a really good game. Yeah, the next we'll have some, um, you know, very just average soccer the next week or so. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, oh, and one one final thought before we uh, part ways, dear sir. Uh, did you see who the uh, newest addition to MLS is? Um, I did not. Uh, well, he has joined dc united one of the worst teams in the league currently and uh his uh he goes by the name of wayne rooney oh rooney 
Mm, indeed. Wayne Rooney has left Everton and is now a member of DC United. So add him to the list of uh, British gents who have had long story careers and decided to come play a few seasons over here. So interesting, interesting. Yep. We'll see, we'll see what he can do. If he could have a better debut in MLS than Zlatan, I will be very happy. Do you think LeBron will be a bigger star than Zlatan in uh, LA? Of course. Of course. He, he won't have a bigger ego than Zlatan, but he'll be a bigger star. <laughs> I do I do genuinely kind of feel bad for Mike Trout because he just continues to be overshadowed. And until LeBron signed the – well, I guess you've got Clayton Kershaw out there in that conversation. But, I mean, he was a, as good of an um, athlete as uh, Southern California – had um, these last several years, and now, uh, and now, in March is LeBron. Mm-hmm. I just think Trout needs to get onto an actual baseball team. He's his talents being wasted out there. Yeah, he was on that. I mean, the, he was on that good team in '14 that played the Royals in the uh, division series, and the Royals swept them. But other than that, they haven't they haven't made a PO. I have no idea when when he's a free agent. Uh, it's got to be here in the next year or two, I think. But uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to see him on the East Coast. I think I think it'd be good for the game. Indeed. All right. Well, I guess until next time, uh, watch more sports. Set your alarm six a.m. tomorrow. Wimbledon day two starts. What's the big matchup tomorrow? Uh, well, um, Rafa will be out there. Because Roger and Serena played today, so we'll get um, yeah we'll get uh, Rafa out there tomorrow, and let me see who else we might have. Like I said, those were the two big ones. Um, Is Djokovic playing? Uh, I believe so. Um, I don't think he played today. I'm looking at the schedule. And what about what about Kansas City local Jack Sock? Yeah, Jack. Uh, he opens up with um, Matteo Berrettini, an Italian gent. Uh, so yeah, Jack. Jack is in there. Jack's had a rough year, <laughs> to, to say the least. But um, yeah, so he'll play tomorrow, and on the women's side, let's see if there's anybody of note. Uh, Caroline Wozniacki, uh, Gar- Garbina Muguruza of Spain will play tomorrow. Um, she's she's very good. Uh, top-seeded Simona Halep will be in her, her run, Caroline Garcia. So some good women, uh, like I said, across uh, Fed and, and Serena off. The big news here, uh, day one of Wimbledon is that um, Roger Federer, who has been in Nike uh, essentially since his career probably began, even as a junior, because a lot of these kids kind of sign pseudo deals, um, sometimes as young as 12 and 13 years old. Uh, he came out in Uniqlo, or Uniqlo, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, um, in a 10-year, $300 million deal. Was Uniqlo, really? Yeah. Are they, like a, are they Japanese or Korean? I believe Japanese. Yeah, um, there's a there's a huge Uniqlo store in Chicago that my brother and sister in law like to shop at, but it's made for skinny people. So yeah, it's, I don't um, shop there. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a few big stores in New York too. So yeah, the, and 
And Roger doesn't even have ten years left in his career. Like, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it's it's, guaran- it's guaranteed money. So the man is. So it's a no brainer for him. Yeah, the man is being paid three hundred million dollars to wear clothes. Man, I'm in the I mean, wrong wrong business. He doesn't even have to win another tennis match the rest of his career, and he's set for life just on that contract alone. Wow. Um, yeah. So that gives you an idea of um, you know, obviously there the, there must be some tremendous value they see in him in the the Asian markets because uh, I think that's primarily where, um, like you said, Japanese company. We've got stores here in the the big you know big cities, the big markets, but it's not an it's not like the, the way Nike um, infiltrates our our apparel here in the states. So. Yeah, quite um, quite a deal. He even picked up his Nike apparel for the tournament. You know, had it had it in his possession. I, I guess did not tell them till the eleventh hour. I'm not exactly sure how it all went down, but yeah, he came out wearing uh, Uniqlo um, apparel today. Um, so quite the quite the development. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like if if Tiger were to I guess come out in something else. I mean, we're kind of on par with that, or. If, and, you know, Dale Earnhardt, who's long associated with Chevy, just came out of the garage in a Toyota type thing. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, $300 million. Holy yeah. crap. $30 million and, um, mm. you know, he really doesn't even play um, that many matches a year anymore. And he'll play <laughs> matches in a- in a grand slam if he wins it. Um, but you know, I, I don't even know if he's playing thirty or thirty five matches a year. So So it's like a million dollars a match. Roughly. Okay, la- last year he played fifty seven matches. Okay, so so we're down to five hundred grand a match. Yeah, <laughs> wow. To, to walk out on the court in, in in this apparel. Well, good for him. Yep. It's good living. Those four kids he's got are uh, set for life. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, on that, just really good for him, depressing mm-hmm. for me note. Uh, I think we should uh, bid ourselves adieu, huh? Works for me this time next week. We will uh, – will we have semifinalists? I believe we will. Yes. Yeah. yes we it's will. so sad that it's coming to an end. Yes, but – we're Very not far fight. from football season. This is true. All right, man. Good chat. Have a good one. See ya. See ya.